Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm JB, joined in studio with Phil. Hello, Philip. Hello, Jonathan. And I'll introduce him in a second because I've got to do a lot of a lot of other things first because you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast, on Acast, and of course on our new brand spanking Instagram account. Now, I said I'd get back to him because I had to fade him down. I'll fade him back up. Hello, Tim. Hello. Oh, there we go! Finally, we, I think we almost did that right, didn't we? You you make Just it look about. you make it look like it's really really hard work. It is really hard work. I've got two screens, three <laughs> three screens, a mixer, and I've got to control you two, which isn't easy. And you've got a bell, and and a synthetic bell, which I'll just bring now. <laughs> Perfect. My backup synthetic bell. <laughs> well armed. Cheers, mate. How are we, gents? How are we on this Thursday evening? Good. I, I'm. Uh, I, I think I'm turning the smug factor up to ten. No. After the Lions team was announced, it was pretty much, except for Farrell, because who's injured. The yeah. team I said. We said. Do we? Do yeah, we, we pick the team as a team? Oh, are you? Are you not talking like? What happened? Oh, suddenly you're 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 distancing yourself from Jared Payne. Jared Payne. Tim Swinson. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only shock admission for me. <laughs> Uh, no, Jared Payne played, so he couldn't play. Uh, JD too. I don't oh, believe. So, you still, so you're still saying Jared Payne's going to be in the test side? Then, I yeah? believe he will be. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> okay, mate. Yeah. Well, strangely enough, I put out some feelers today because I'm a bit, I'm a bit sick of you saying um, Lee Halfpenny out of form. So I asked someone who's very fay with French rugby, and the reply was Lee Halfpenny is out of form. So maybe you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was good four years ago. I'll give him that. I will give him that. Yeah, I, it makes it, it makes me wonder if uh, if that ba- Bailey, if that daily kick has almost cemented his place in the side now. Yeah, I do wonder if it has. Mm. Not that Halfpenny would have got that. No, it's, it was fifty-seven meters. Yeah, because those two I, are kind of like one A and one B, aren't they? When it comes to their kicking. Yeah, I think more's the point is that the the Farrell miss might have cemented Halfpenny's place. I th- I think you're right, Tim. I think that has more effect on it. Because I don't think even Halfpenny would have tried that 57-metre kick. Yeah, there is something about Daly. I think he might actually be longer range even than Halfpenny. It's hard to say. It's him and Marcelo Bosch are probably the two longest cannons. So, 
back in the day, and they might still do this, you know, but the NFL had a skill competition, and I'll tell you who else had it as well. Um, the NHL definitely had it, so shooting, passing. Um, mm. I think in the NFL it was like kick, pass, catch competition type thing. Okay. And one, they should do this for rugby, particularly with the kickers. I mean, there's no, there's no downside to it, is there? Having a high-pressure kicking competition. Yeah, or like the longest-range kick. <laughs> they have done, in certainly in the NRL and the Super League, they do the fastest man. Mm, uh, didn't Lucky Turner win that once? He did. They did the fastest man in Australian rugby, so all codes. Wow. So NRL, Union, and AFL. Jared Hain ran in that as well. Did he? Did he win? No, because Lucky Turner won. Oh, right. I <laughs> thought he meant like different years. <laughs> Um, anyway, there have been things happening in the world of the Lions, and uh, there is a team announced. There is. So shall yes. we shall we start with that? Well, yeah, actually, it's, exactly, it's exactly the pack that we predicted. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, the, is there any surprises for you, maybe on the bench? Hmm. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think that we said that Warren Gatland had already said that this will be close to the test side. I don't believe this will be close to the test bench necessarily, because I think this is out of necessity... From players who had played in the previous game, guys like Alan Wynn Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, agreed. So Alan Wynn is not on the bench, is he? But Sam Ten, Warburton Ten is. In for him, so that's that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much it's pretty much as as we expected, really. Except for the injury, Owen Farrell now is is going to be touch and go whether he'll make the first test, apparently. Now, would you be keen to call up a replacement? <clears throat> uh no, and I'm not. Don't mean necessarily. Ooh, I don't know. Don't mean necessarily for Owen Farrell, particularly. But you have lost Hog already, yeah. And it might just be a good time to call up that extra that extra body now. Well, Hog last time was the third choice ten, wasn't he? He was last, last year round. If yeah. anything happens to any of the other tens, they're gonna have to be calling for Finn. Finn or Fordy? Who would you go for? Uh, they both had magnificent games last weekend. Yeah, they really. Yeah, it's probably going to be. It's, Gatlin's already organised it because he's only managed to crowbar in four Welshmen into this team for the weekend. And so, Wales are in New Zealand, so Wales are in New Zealand. He's organised that so we can call on extra Welsh bodies. And yeah. Do you remember last year? Last year, last Lions tour, a lot of players came to the Lions, didn't they? Who, who were not really Lions standard. I, I mean, don't mean that in a derogatory way, but Shane Williams wasn't really at the height, <laughs> height of his game. Thirty-seven-year-old Shane Williams. Yeah. And he top was called lad, Tommy Court. Tommy Court, top top boy, but uh, it was it was kind of convenience, I think. Very, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Uh, there is a rumor, you know, that the and I heard this on another podcast. So I'm not taking credit for it, but they're going to send a whole plane full of different players to the midweek test, a midweek match in between tests. What a whole plane of basically the Welsh squad is yeah, it going to be? That is that's like the conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, just one thing I want, want to raise this point, okay? Because I reckon, for the very reason that we're talking about, that I, I think being a, a lion is something very, very special, and it is something very, very special. I do believe, however, and this might sound harsh, you Ooh. shouldn't be able to officially call yourself a lion until you play in a test match. No, I disagree. I don't, I don't, I don't, they all get a number and when, once they appear for the Lions, or maybe it should be tiers of Lions, it's actually like, I'm a test Lion, because that's a very different thing, because like we say, you could list names of people that are on that list and have one of those unique numbers that aren't, See, I don't aren't, think, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. Yeah, I understand why the test is important, but I do disagree with you because 
the Lions are slowly building. So the whole point is they're not very good when they show up, even though they're the best players, and they slowly build through. And occasionally guys make it into test team who you never thought would be in the test team. But they're in a test team then. Yeah, I don't... I, no, I, I, so that's I, my point. No, I don't like it because you're all part of that same thing from the start to the finish. You're part of the 45. And if you look at the approach taken by Clive Woodward last time they went, and it was really clear who were in the starting squad and who wasn't in the I'm know, not test saying squad. don't treat it like a... Don't treat the fact you win like a squad. I'm just saying almost... I We've just mentioned a couple of names of guys... I mean, Shane Williams was a, was a lion previous to that anyway. But yeah, he was. In the South Africa tour for one, but... I don't know. I just wonder if there possibly there's a there should be an extra tier of guys that not that's not to say you don't win as forty one or lose as forty one, but I don't know. Canada just, uh, just a food for thought. Mm. What would you call them? Yeah, I I think it's very elitist that that way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, I I do like that you can already so everyone's a lion, but then you can differentiate. So for example, we all know, don't we? We all know. Well, no, like Brian, you, people have numbers of test caps. So, yeah. like, Brian O'Driscoll or Paul O'Connell, players like that have got six or maybe even nine uh, test caps. So that's probably the best way to differentiate. But everyone who pulls on the red jersey is a lion. Exactly. Now, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I get that. Now, let's talk about the the Maori All Blacks. Is that is that their name, Maori All Blacks? Is it just Maori, New Zealand Maori? I've got a feeling All Blacks is like a commercial term now and you can't use it unless... Because it's like the silver ferns for sevens. It must be the New Zealand Maori. Uh, I've got Maori All Blacks on what I'm looking at. I'm just going to go to the All Blacks official website. No, maybe it is. I don't know. I think it's interchangeable, isn't it? Whatever. It's not like when in the Olympics. I work on the radio. In the Olymp- around the Olympics, you, you couldn't even say you couldn't like do <laughs> like a competition on air which mentioned the word Brazil. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Or, uh, yeah, you couldn't even say the word Olympics. So I, just, well, I ended up calling it the big, big sports day in South America. <laughs> <laughs> pass, well, pass, pass me some of those South American nuts. Exactly. You know, you know the big ones. <laughs> well, yeah. there was a cafe in London called Olympic Cafe. It had been there for like 10, 20 years. And when the Olympics was in London, they had to remove the O from the name. So it was Olympic Cafe <laughs> for the four weeks. Uh, I've just checked the All Blacks official website, allblacks.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, do call them the Maori All Blacks. Oh, there you are then. Wow, I'm surprised at that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised no one's getting sued, but okay. Uh, before we get on to them, let me just say a, a good call on Peter Romani as captain. And I think he I think he will be the test captain if, um, if unless Alan Wynne-Jones steps back in, which he may well do. Yeah, well, the, you know, I think at this stage you need leaders in lots of positions. So it doesn't surprise me one bit, actually. Yeah, yeah, you you need leaders right across that team, don't you? Uh, now, before we move on to the Mario All Blacks, I've got a story for you. Okay. Have you now? Yeah, it's very us, I've got to say. It's in Tim's favourite paper. In fact, probably the only paper Tim buys now, the Daily Mail. What are you talking about? Daily Mail? The Daily Mail? <laughs> Get out of it. <laughs> and it um... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even wipe my arse on that, right? <laughs> I, mean, I think you would read this, this article, Head to Toe, over and over again. So the news is this. Playing rugby with a hangover? No problem. Studies conclude drinking up to 11 pints a night before a game does little to impair performance. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. 
It goes on to say, scientists tested players to see the effects of heavy drinking the previous night. They were shocked to find that even 11 pints had little impact on the next day. Who were they testing? <laughs> and how many times did they test? <laughs> 11 consecutive days. My God. No, no, 11 pints. No, no. Yeah, but so you've got to test them after one pint and see if there's any d- d- drop oh. in performance. Then on day two, you test them after two pints. That's a good point. Then on day three, after three pints. That sounds like some, that sounds like far more science than the Daily Mail would. Uh, yeah. Well, by day well by day eleven, you probably developed a bit of a habit. You probably you, you developed a problem. Yeah, dependency. <laughs> no, in no, fact, when, no, when there's no drop off. In fact, yeah, <laughs> they, they measure on day twelve with no alcohol, and they're dreadful. Uh, this uh, this makes me laugh. The only aspect pl- aspect of players' games affected was the ability to jump in lineouts. Interesting. Uh, every other part of their performance was the same before and after drink, including Chris Robshaw's decision to kick f- not to kick for posts against Wales in the uh, twenty fifteen World Cup. Because um, that, yeah, that that kind of that kind of high level decision making. Well, do you know what? It is a shame that in the UK there's been the decline of the functioning alcoholic. Um, <laughs> like, wasn't Churchill a functioning al- alcoholic? Weren't most like the war leaders that? Well, the, the, he'd have a pint of champagne for breakfast. He did. Or lunch. Uh, yeah. Hmm, I don't know if we're promoting a particularly healthy message here. <laughs> Maybe it's just all swept under the rug. Do you know what I'm, you know I'm going to do before we jump into the marriage? Because it almost fits quite nicely with this. I'm going to tell you another Raging Bull tall story. Oh, go on then. Good so, idea. Uh, Raging Bull, you can get a 15% discount by going to our Twitter account at Rugby Podcast. Uh, there's all the details and a website link there, but it's ragingbull.co.uk. They've got some brand new leisurewear, and the code at checkout is EGG15 for 15% off. Good clobber. Uh, it, I've been asking for your tour stories because yeah. there's a Lions tour at the minute. Rich Berry has emailed to contacteggchasers at gmail.com and says, Hi, uh, Tim, JB, and Phil. Here's my story. I was in the sixth form at a good rugby school in Bristol. We were invited by the old boys' side to go on our first senior tour to France. We were young and carefree and jumped at the chance. Um, The tour was riotous, to say the least. Having arrived at our first stop, the boys hit the red wine hard. I remember the first few hours avoiding a group on the corridor of our hotel who discovered that there was a central vacuum hoover system that had various plugs into the floor where the cleaners plugged their hoover components. The guys discovered that if you took the plugs out, <laughs> things got sucked towards the ducks. So we all tried to see who could pee towards the ducks and get the bend of the flow of urine just right. Um, <laughs> I headed out to our first game the next day to a tiny club in the middle of nowhere in France. There was no clubhouse and uh, just a squat and drop latrine which stank. Oh, I hate located... them. I hate them. <laughs> this was located in the corner of the pitch next to the most bizarre shaped in goal area which rose by 10 feet in one corner. Uh, as we were prepared, we we chose to go away from that play, and as we started the game, our French opponents would just laugh at us before kickoff. It was soon clear why they're so used to the pitch and the conditions. As soon as they got any decent ball, the fly half hoisted it into the dead ball area, uh, and the bounce of the slope towards the onrushing backs who touched down in the area where none of our hungover players wanted to go because of the stench. <laughs> A quite remarkable tactic they used over and over again. So this French team they played. Uh, kick the ball into a field of piss. <laughs> <sighs> Beautiful story. It, it goes on. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll save the rest of that story for another day. But uh, contact eggchasers at, at gmail.com. That's why I voted for Brexit. New Zealand, <laughs> right Ma- New Zealand Maori. Yeah, New Zealand Maori. This is, tell you what, they've picked one hell of a good team. They have. Now, let's look at this in a way that I don't really like doing. 
with facts. So have you got some facts for me there, Phil? I certainly have. So, Gavin Graham, I mentioned it on last week's podcast, he's done some great work compiling all of the uh, player data for everyone in the All Black team and the Maori All Black team from this year's Super Rugby. Mm -hmm. So, when you look at that and... Trying to so there's a lot of statistics in here, but you try and identif- identify some key statistics. So as we've discussed previously on this podcast, the three statistics that uh, most correlate with wins are defenders beaten, yep, meters made, yep, and uh, turnovers, um, turnover success. But turnover success is not. Um, one you can correlate to individuals. It's a team right. performance. It's not an individual stat. So I've replaced that with offloads. Okay. Uh, so, in Successful t- offloads or? Successful offloads. So, first of all, in terms of meters made, mm-hmm. this Maori All Black line... All, yeah, Maori All Black back line yep. has the three most successful players in either the All Black or the Maori All Black squad. Ooh. In Damien McKenzie, James Lowe, and, and Rico Iwani. Rico Iwani. Who, by the way, but he can't wait to see the Lions again after last time. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just business as usual business for him. Business as usual. Hell of a player. He, he really, he's, an ama- he's only 20 as well. Oh, my God. So, then, uh, defenders beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got three of the top six in this. So it's... Uh, sorry, not even three of the top six. Three of the top five. Yep. Have we just lost Tim? We have lost Tim. But he'll he'll be back. He always comes craw- crawling back eventually. Three of the top five again. Damien McKenzie, Rico Yuani, James Lowe are all right up there. I tell you what, in terms of just name power, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Are, are these guys looking for kind of a last-minute All Blacks place, or are these two squads separate, completely separate? So there's a few players who can move between them. Uh, Rico Yuani, for example, Anakira Yuani, and uh, Kerr Barlow have mm-hmm. been named in both squads. Have they? Yeah, so they so- could transfer between them. But it does kind of feel like the, the squads are fairly settled. I mean, when you look at the the New Zealand team to play Samoa... That feels like a fairly settled squad, with the exception of back of the back row, where because of uh, injuries to Liam Squire and Kieran Reid, there could be some movement in that. Hmm. So, yes, the name power is phenomenal. It, you know, they're good players, good Super Rugby players. I don't think this team will perform nearly as well as the. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Some of his parts. Okay. I think, oh, here he is. Hello again, Tim. Oh, he's gone again. Um, yeah, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna. Yes. There we go. Yeah. I, Hello. We Hello. Just... Sorry, we just. I was kind of summarising that there is some serious, serious firepower. Yeah, particularly... I was going to say that's a summary. You know me. I'm not. I, I don't care for stats. <laughs> that's <laughs> where you ducked out. A couple of minutes. Just went for a brew. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> I'm joking. And yeah. now the Libertines. Uh, press that button and then back on the podcast. Uh, yes, so I'm about to tell Phil that I actually don't think that this All Black, or Mario All Black team are going to be as good as some of their parts. I think they're basically another barbarian style team. The Lions will be ahead of them in terms of preparation, in terms of individuals. Um, you know, I, obviously they're very, very, very talented. Uh, I think the Lions will have the advantage. I actually think this will be a rather large Lions win. This could be the largest win that they have on tour. Mm. I, do, I do think the Lions will win. I, I do think it's because this isn't a team in the same way as the provincial sides. I agree with you. However, they do play together more than... I would point two things out. They play together more than a Barbarian side. They, it's quite regular that they will have an outing together. Is that right? Well, Yeah, yeah and, they play together most times the yeah. All Blacks get together. But it's not necessarily the same group of players. Same group of players. And um... second, the, second, the second point I would make, as I have said before, that the general basic skills of these guys means that you can slot them in and out. And you see this with a New Zealand squad. You take a player out, you put a completely different player in, no difference in performance. And I think that's definitely those basic skills are such that they have rugby brains. They're just wired differently from a young age and so I, I don't believe it'll be an easy win but I think the Lions will sneak it so I think I think it will be a Lions win mm-hmm. I'm fairly confident this is just about the strongest team that the Lions can put out and it's certainly the strongest team available considering the injury to Faz and the, those who played uh, in the midweek game the back line has some serious firepower for the for the Maori All Blacks Uh the pack is probably not as as strong, and I think if the Lions can get the get their pack firing, which is is a hell of a strong Lions pack. It is. Yeah. Um, it really is. It's, you've you got what, that core of Saracens who have been so good for the past few yeah, years. Yeah, it's, it's, I was going to say it's worth pointing that out because yeah, there's four Saracens guys without Billy Vanapola. Yeah, it's Jeez. amazing. Tell you what, how much of an asset would would Billy V be on this tour? Oh. I mean, I do feel they're just a little bit light on eight. It's either one, it's either standard or Falatel over and over again. Yeah, uh, but um, but I mean, they could they could, and if everyone was fit, there would be six Saracens in a Lions team. That that is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair but, play but, to whoever manages their salary cap. Well, it's <laughs> some achievement. Well, now hold on, every single one of them as well is. I mean, I know I know Mako joined from Bristol and Billy so, joined from the five of them. Were, and Billy as well, but four of them were academy products, and two of them yeah. were signed when they were both yeah. still teenagers. As far as I'm concerned, they're Saracens players. Yeah. Um, tell it their next round of contract negotiations are going to be eye-wateringly high. <laughs> <laughs> but because they get the academy credits and the England 
credits, they should be able to pay them more than any other Premiership team. Oof, still, yeah, well, it's still, yeah, they are going to be paid. They, they are going to be paid, and they are, they deserve an awful lot of money. Yeah, yes, they do. They uh, really do. I'm going to say this is going to be the bellwether for the rest of the tour. They need to win this game by about 15 points to have a chance against the All Blacks. I would probably go with that. I I would actually maybe go a little bit further and say, when you look at that All Blacks test team, it it's a step up even from this Maori All Blacks team. Mm. It's a big step up actually. So, if the Lions win by more than twenty points, then it's, it's on. Then they've got a chance of beating the All Blacks. Otherwise, it's just we're we're still in the position where we all say New Zealand three nil. Yeah, you know, they, I am saying have... I'm still saying three nil, but I I think the game's going to be much tighter than we originally thought. What happen- especially the first one. What happens if this game is a uh, 12-3 or something similar to last week's or a marginal win? It's going to have to... Well, if it's a close win and the Maori don't get any tries, I'll take it. Okay. I think it's going to be purely dependent on the performance. I mean, that's again, I want to see a better performance, and th- but this time I want the result to go with the performance. Okay. And that result to me has to be 15 points. Yeah. Okay, I can take that. Tim? Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the All Blacks team that are playing in Auckland and whew, uh, taking on Samoa. Crikey, that, that is a frightening backline. It's That is a frightening backline. Backline and the pack as well. It's, well, all of it. Yeah. Yeah, all of it. You've got the, the, the caveman and Lurch in the second row. <laughs> Metallic and Whitelock up against Marrow and Cruz or Alan Wynn and Cruz will be oh what a battle. Oh, I do man. love just Can't wait. I love looking at the battles which you know, it's like second row battle. I mean it's so hard to say who's gonna get the upper hand because we've seen Marrow, we've seen Cruz play against teams like Claremont and it's just it's it's a war. It's just it's so physical. But yet these these New Zealanders, not only are they physical, they're maybe not quite as physical, but they're just so skillful. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be fascinating. Whichever way you look at it, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. So is it worth just quickly running through this the All Black team? Yeah, yeah, the absolutely. All Black team, yeah, go on then. So if anyone hasn't seen it, front row: Joe Moody, Cody Taylor, who's in for the um, for Dane Coles, who's still got concussion issues, which is a little bit worrying. Uh, and then Owen Franks. You got Brody Retallick and Sam Whitelock, arguably the best second row pairing in the world, even when you count uh, Crew Todgy. You've then got possibly the area of weakness, but Sam Kane, then Jerome Kano is back, Oof. back and fit. My favourite All Black. But his first game in in quite a while. And oh, I really, you made this point about a month or so ago, the, the difference that the fact they get a game under their belt first, we're not going to catch New Zealand yeah. cold like we, like we hoped maybe we would. I would just like to point this out. I know I've said it a lot a few times. You cannot appreciate the majesty of Jerome Kano unless you're actually <laughs> on pitch level with him. In his path. Oh, he is such he is such a specimen. It, yeah. it, it's hard I, to describe. Even more so than Sonny Bill. Oh, Sonny Bill. Seeing him close up in the flesh. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I want to I want to see his <laughs> age 10 shorts in the flesh. I, I'm wearing uh, Sonny Bill shorts right now actually. <laughs> not quite tight enough. <laughs> no, they're not. not really. I I actually would also say that an unbelievable specimen in the flesh is George Cruz. 
He's enormous, yes, isn't he? Yes, he is. he's absolutely enormous. Uh, and I've told, told this story God knows how many times, but when me and Britain, a friend of the pod, Britain Williams, went down to meet the England team, the two guys that stood out to me as being enormous were Cruz and Marler. Just enormous, yeah. enormous yeah. men. Marler's yeah. massive. So, yeah. Um, what were we saying? Jerome Kano. Wow. Jerome Kano. And then number eight is Ardy Surveyor. So... Kieran Reid and Liam Squire both injured. No, I love Audi Surveyor. He's a hell of a player. He's a good ball carrier. And, great and, 80s haircut. Yeah, great 80s haircut. <laughs> Lively, bit of X Factor, can steal ball. I just don't know if he's an eight. I mean, do we have any. Do you have much footage of him playing Hurricanes at eight? He's played a bit there this season. Um, his big advantage at eight. So he's not. He's not 120 kg or 120 plus kg no. like Billy Vunapola. He's not an off-the-base bosher um, kind of, you know, tidying up scrumble, but he's a, a, we- a absolute weapon in the loose. He's so fast. Yeah, he is. He's unbelievably f- He might be the, the fastest loose forward currently playing the game. Wow. Is he the fastest guy with the surname Surveyor? <laughs> he's probably a few kg lighter than the other surveyor why don't they swap positions <laughs> they, they could do you know, like field dependent i'd be up for that so you you that, that might be that might be a handicap idea the barretts and the uh surveyors have to pick a position out of a hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bowden barrett in the second row yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. but i've always wondered this tim who would be better at their brother's job you at your brother's job or your brother at your job? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd pay a lot of money to see both. Oh, my God. I would pay a lot of money to hear my brother doing uh, radio or do live TV. Cause but he, he's, I would he's not a talker. He's not a talker, but I, or equally, I, I would die. I would pay a, so much money to watch field. you play against Claremont. Yeah. Oh. In, for, for 80 minutes. Back, backing down <laughs> in the second row. <laughs> Give me a bit more, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Surveyor... Uh, eight, you lose a little bit in terms of uh, carrying in heavy traffic, which there are plenty of guys who can do that. But just the the pure pace and acceleration when things break down is incredible. Mm. Then I feel like they've kind of gone for tried and tested in in the back line a little bit. Uh, the more exciting players are arguably with the Maoris. So Aaron Smith has edged TJ Perinara to retain his starting berth at 9 mm-hmm. Bowden Barrett is obviously at 10 you've got Sonny Bill Williams playing his first all black game since the World Cup final in 2015 is that right? yeah because of injury he had the, the Olympics where he got injured I think it was in the did, he, did he play some rugby league as well? He might have he played did. some he played, rugby league. He played some rugby league and then he went to the Olympics and uh, then he's back. Then he's, well, he got injured either in the run-up or at the Olympics. Um, but he's now back. He uh, partners Anton Linnett-Brown in the centre with then Surveyor Israel Dag on the wings and Bin Smath at full-back. So can you just clarify this for me? Between the two senior s- squads in New Zealand... There is no room for Vince or so. Yep. Or Map, whatever his name is. Mappy or what's his name? Uh, Lau Mappy. Lau Mappy. So, no, they're not in either squad. Um, so, Vince Arso has not been called up to either squad. Lau Mappy has been called up to the All Black squad, but is not in the 23. This country is ridiculous. No Bundyaki either. Huh? No Bundyaki for what? <laughs> the centre either. What, for the Lions? 
No, no, for the for uh, for uh, New Zealand. No Benteo for the for New Zealand in the centre either. No, <laughs> that's a good point. No Conrad Wais- Smith. No Nonu. I mean, the list goes on on on. No Waisaki Naholo, as well. Oh My God! Uh, who obviously did play on so, Tuesday? Do you know but... who the big winners are here? Uh... Vince Arceau and Lauamapi, because some French team is going to snap them up. Well, transfer rumor. Have you seen which? So you mentioned two centres. It's a different centre who's not in the All Black squad has allegedly been offered a contract at Toulon. Ooh, who would that be? Someone not... Well, one of those two, I guess. No, another centre. So uh, a third one who's incredibly talented um, and not in the squad. Would it be that... Uh, oh, what's his name? Plays for the Blues outside centre. No. Um, what is his name? Uh, George... Uh, George anyway. M- Mawala? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, who else might they go for? Inside centre. Outside centre. Outside centre. Played on Tuesday night for the Highlanders. Oh. Uh, oh, um, Fekatoa. Fekatoa. This, the mind boggles with the talent that they have. Yeah, it's incredible. It they're letting James Lowe go to Leinster as well. They are. That's a bit different, that, that, that one, apparently. Yeah, it is. But he's in the, he's in the Maori side. He is in the Maori side, and he's playing phenomenally well uh, obviously yeah. you missed it Tim but he's top three stats for metres made and defenders beaten out of all of the wider All Black and Maori All Black squad in Super Rugby at the moment wow you can't do anything can you they just stare and offload and offloads as well the, it's unfair it's, it's just unfair it's not in the spirit <laughs> of the game to be that much better well it's just annoying I mean Australia are really suffering could they just not give them a couple of centres <laughs> <laughs> anyway. our friends at green and gold will, uh, will love that <laughs> well you know if, if they want to say if they want to save the game don't hog all of the talent simple <laughs> um, right okay so shall we try and steer this podcast back to what we're meant to be doing what are we meant to be doing I think we've done what we were meant to be doing. We've pretty much done it. Oh, sound brilliant! Well, well done, lads. Uh, before we go, do you want to read out the England team? I do. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's exactly as last weekend, except Piers Francis's wonderful uh, cameo debut mm-hmm. has led him to a starting place at twelve. Yeah. In place of Lazowski, uh, and Tom Curry and Mark Wilson, who were both excellent have dropped out in place of Sam Underhill, who comes in at open side, and Chris Robshaw, who comes in at blind side. And do they have another test, or is this it? I think this is it, off the top of my this head. What a shame. It's been a good tour. Well, if this if this is a good game, it's been a great tour. <laughs> well, yeah. The one game so far was magnificent. So yeah. Good start. Excellent. Um, anything else? I feel that we're missing something. Australia, Wales, Scotland. Uh, Thomas Young making a start for Wales. Yeah. Getting capped. Yeah. Um, Carl Ferns has confirmed he's not going to Gloucester, as we talked about for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's been quite defensive, actually. I've got some great stories stories about that. Some great stories. Mm. But you'll uh, have... well, let's let's save that for Sunday then. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, that I, I'll have to, I'll have to wait on that for a little while. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Scotland, Wales. Oh, Wales are playing tomorrow. Uh, well, yeah, Wales are playing 6.30am on Friday morning. Perfect. That'll be a huge TV audience. Which, yeah, I can't imagine that's going to get much of a TV audience in either Wales or Tonga. Partic- or maybe Tonga. Maybe maybe a few. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a few people watching it. Yeah. 
Uh, I just don't see the point. <laughs> can they, can they'll, oh, sorry, I was going to make a joke about something I said back in the day, but I'm not going <laughs> to... Please don't, please don't. Please don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, this Wales tour is a little bit of a washout, really. I mean, it is about to get going. I can't help but think it's there strategically to help <laughs> yeah. the Lions out. I, I can we just... all, yeah, and can, can we offer them Rob Howley maybe to help them out, make it a bit better? <laughs> I think Rob Howley's going to come good, good this weekend. Hmm, you're more optimistic than I am. We will see. Hmm. Right, uh, I did the well, in- so. So on. we'll be back. We'll be back uh, with a short podcast, or we'll, we'll be back with a podcast after the game at some point. Yeah. Uh, with a quick flash reaction, and then we'll have the full podcast, which will cover all the international rugby and any Lions news, uh, gearing up for that first test. Oh, actually, before you go, Tim, yeah, bit of a trivia question. What happened today? Today? Today. Any more um, details? Uh, in the world of rugby, something happened today. Hmm. If you looked at players' Twitter accounts, you would have noticed... Oh, um... And it's something... Uh, so most of them today, some of them yesterday. Oh, hold on. Pre-season. Like, um... Pre-season has started. Oh, yes. Ooh. It... And what are we in? June. June. Middle Fif- of June. 15th of June. They're, two, back, they're back in work. Two weeks after the uh, Avicii Premiership final and a week after the Top 14 final. Unbelievable. Absolutely Unbelievable. So the grind starts again now, boys. Back to the meat grinder. <laughs> yep. Delicious. Uh, right. Go on then, Tim. You can, um, you can outro us. Well, you know where to find us. Subscribe on Acast and on iTunes, and every single episode will get delivered straight to you. Find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, and keep listening. Tell your mates. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Sweet. I'm going to go. All right, mate. See you in a bit. Nice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.